now that your mouth is full of syrup toast is the moment I've chosen to launch saucy toast. And I'm only I'm only launching now to prevent you from looking at your Take a Lot app any further, so that you find a better pick than the pick I have for our showdown of Ultra Books later on. Ultra Books are ultra thin and light laptops, and we've got some of the most affordable, best spec ones we could find coming up later. But right now we have no tech news. There is no tech news. I repeat, no tech news. 35 <laughs> seconds, Gavin. 35 seconds and people don't even know that this is the Overclock podcast. They don't even know that this is the 42nd, 41st episode. Right. They are. Um, they don't know that I am Lindsay Shooter, sharpshooters across all of the internet. Right. Except when I'm that opinion guy. And I am joined as always by my sometimes co-host, want to be main host. I'm always the co <laughs> No, I, I can't even get the intro right. We <laughs> <laughs> okay. just gotta give more energy. Look, we, look. we build ourselves as the most high octane tech True. podcast in the country. We need to have the energy. Yeah, we're always. being a bit slumpy. Okay, but I, I put it to you, sir, that since forty-two is the number of perfection. Yes, and we our next episode. Yeah. Yes, and our next episode is number forty-two. One lucky listener. The one lucky listener. <laughs> three. There's three of. Them. Oh, three. <laughs> one of you three lucky listeners can win the privilege of having your tech question answered when you email it to overclocked at gmail.com. That's oh, overclocked, wow. spelled with all the vowels. So the full word overclocked at gmail.com. Email in your impossible tech question, and we will devote precious time on our next show to answering it succinctly and expertly. For real, though, I'm like kind of welling up because you set up a Gmail address. It means like oh, you're, yeah, no, you're no. taking us seriously, guys. <laughs> and that's a great way to jump into the the show as you know we do it in three segments of five minutes each we're probably going to do 10 minutes and then five minutes of the take a lot tech treasure right um Gavin, not much news but yesterday in sunny and a little bit warmer johannesburg mm. we in cape town is pretty chilly um hisense launched their latest flagship phone which mm. is the h30 you know, we very like emotionally attached to Hisense because Hisense built a factory in Atlantis. Atlantis is one of the most depressed parts of the Western Cape. Yes. And they did it in part because they got massive tax breaks from the Western Cape yes. government. But on the other hand, they had a plan to uplift the entire Atlantis community. I, I don't really know how we measure that or how successful it's been. But, you know, the idea was good. And we've all been on tours through their factory. It's wildly impressive. You see them assembling fridges from scratch. Really impressive. Yes. And, of course, uh, phones and tablets. And I love Hisense phones, always have done. I think they are woefully underplayed in the market, possibly because the network doesn't want to play with them or something. But Hisense phones have been great winners for us. Our second, or our, our second most favorite phone on Tech Magazine at the moment is a Hisense phone, the H12, which was launched a little while ago. And yeah. now there's a new one, you said. There's the H30. So I'm just going to take you through the mm. specifications. Please do. So it's a 6.5-inch uh, LCD screen. It's got an inf a U-Infinity display. So it's Very careful for them to not step on Samsung's little trademarks there. Oh, I see. 6.5 inches is, you know, understand, very large. Yes, okay, it, right. it's big. It's about the size of a, of a Galaxy Note. Right. Um, it's got a 16-megapixel main rear camera with a 2-megapixel depth sensor, mm -hmm. so you can get that lovely portrait effect. Mm -hmm. It's got a 20-megapixel front camera, fingerprint sensor on the back, I imagine. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, it's got 128 gigs of memory and mm -hmm. 4 gigabytes of RAM, mm. 5 and a half 
thousand milliamp hour battery. So it's four thousand. That is a huge. No, four thousand. Sorry, four thousand. Oh, I got my numbers say. confused there. Mm. So it's a massive battery, ten eighty p screen. So that this thing's gonna last all day, as most mm -hmm. um, high end high sensors have. Yeah. And then it has something called a three D visual grating effect. Ooh. I'm already not liking it, but okay, I, what is it? <laughs> I, I, I cannot make, so we were invited Grating, to, you say. Bad grating. choice of words. I have no idea. So Maybe it rasps your eyeballs with its, <laughs> <laughs> its pixels. But what's interesting is it has a smart button. So the, there are eight scenarios of the smart button. So one click gives you more and faster help. So you can use one button, which is like on the side of the phone, as a back button as to engage night mode on your camera mm -hmm. to take a screenshot actually engaging split screen, night mode on a camera is quite a neat one button effect okay keep going to do Sorry. split screen all right um to play or pause a video or piece mm -hmm. of media to switch between cameras and to quick start an app or pull up your most common contact no. So you know, that, that's actually not a bad thing it sounds very simple but they've identified the seven or eight most used shortcutted needed things, you but, know, but, but how start a camera in night mode, pull up my most used contact, open my most popular app, all, you know, and yeah, all, all you, these you things I would say are, are genuinely good scenarios. But you can't do this with one button and promise one tap for all of it. Because surely... No, I think they mean you can probably map one of these functions At some stage you'll be playing music in the background while reading while something trying and to you want to take a, take a screenshot yeah. okay. and then you want to... So, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but obviously there must be a way to do it. I'm sure they mean you can only allocate it to one thing, but it's still cool. It's still better than, you know, not again, being able to map this, your Bixby button, this, say. You know? I mean, mm. it's, it's running Android uh, Pi. So All right, it has good like enough. Full little good pole enough. sort of gesture situation. Mm. Um, it's, again, another nondescript Chinese Don't call manufacturer it that. <laughs> that is running like it's a, not a Helios. Uh, it's not running a Qualcomm chip. It's running the MediaTek Helio P70. And MediaTek is perfectly credible, and you you know you will never notice what chip you are and are not running Lindsay. Um, <laughs> and it's gonna fly under the radar, and a lot of people will buy yeah. it. And well, I don't know if a lot of people will buy it. I mean, a lot of what actually moves comes down to how the network wants to move the stuff so you yes. know they sign a deal with samsung for six truckloads of phones and there's no surprise that you know the, their brochures are just covered in samsung phones because that's what they have to move because that's the deal and they that's made what with the samsung, people you know? want because that's what the marketing sells what no the network's determining what the market can receive no, instead but the, of us the having manufacturers plowing a lot of money into the marketing and the network deals are part of that whole marketing situation i know but i feel like it has really limited consumer choice. I understand why the networks can't carry 35 different phones. They want to carry 15 different phones. I understand that. Yes. Mm, but it, you know, let's just be clear that consumer choice is being limited as a way for them to maintain profit. Yes. Let's be clear on Except that. Except when Vodacom does a deal with LG and sells their high-end phones at like ultra super cheap prices, yeah. and no one buys it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's because you know maybe. Maybe the network's just not interested in moving those phones because they made a sweet deal with someone else down the line. Anyway, my point is that I think Hisense has its work cut out for it, trying to get its phones into those network brochures and be taken seriously. And it seems almost irrelevant how wonderful your phone actually is if people can't get it, if it doesn't get promoted properly. So I sincerely hope we do see the H30, is yes. it? The H30, H30 turn light. up on some radars. H30 light, you drop the processor power a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and you lose one gig of RAM, 
and you go down to 64 gigs of storage instead oh. of no, okay. 32 gigs of storage instead of 120. Fine, but you know you'll always have the, the memory card slot. Yeah. So. Mm. But yeah, it, it will be fine. It will be fine. Yeah. In other Chinese news, mm. Hisense, who are pushing out, apparently on track to push out the new operating system. Not Hisense, Huawei. Huawei, sorry. Mm. My apologies. Uh, yes, they are on track to push out their new operating system in October. And it is rumored to be 60% faster than equivalent Android. Mm. And for those of you who've been living in a cave, this is all because Huawei's been cut off from Android. Yes. By Donald Trump in a roundabout way. Well, Sim by simplified scenario. By Google. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Google are fighting now to say that it's more of a security threat for them to have Huawei not have access to Android because they'll be using a forked version of the Android open source project Which and there will them. be hackers yeah. that can find exploits within that. But inadvertently, all it's done is uh, really stimulated China to redouble its efforts to be independent of so yes. many different US brands and properties of which Google and Android obviously is key. But my question is, do we care that this operating system is 60% faster? If I had to give you mm. a phone now and mm. say, this is the new Huawei whatever, mm. and it's rocking the new operating system and it's 60% faster than Android, mm. will, you will you care? No, I won't. But, here, <laughs> but here's the scenario though. Try and like project forward three or four years. Yes. Let's say... Um, Huawei actually launches phones with this operating system sometime in the next six months. Then they go marketing crazy on it, market their new product like crazy, make, make it obvious to people that it works, that it's as good as Android in most respects, that people are getting apps, people are using it, and you know nothing goes wrong and people start enjoying it. Two years from now, they've actually established themselves Three years from now, they're completely independent of Google and rocking. And that would have been the best move ever. No, because <laughs> most people still use Google services. Okay, <laughs> maybe by then they'll have a side deal on Google services. Or maybe with enough Chinese, if you could get the entire Chinese population to use the Huawei search service, yes. which you can because it's a captive market, and maybe they get one other strategic country, let's say... Malaysia or you know one other country to use their service will be critical mass enough to actually make people think they don't have to have Google which is Google's whole problem is any alternative that appears in the market is a threat mm. I don't think so I think people are very much set in their ways with, with, with Android like I've made this point before okay well all, all I'm saying is China has the muscle it has the pockets deep enough to launch independent products and make a go of it and now they've been thoroughly motivated to do so and in other <coughs> big news gavin mm. um it, it was e3 it is e3 it was e3 this e3 week e3 is the big the international e3. gaming expo yes and for me very 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 big moment microsoft mm. or at least xbox demoed actual footage from the new battletoads game <laughs> Tell us about Battletoads. I used quickly. to play Battletoads on the Game Boy when I was very young. Uh, uh, um, it was one of the three games that we had at the time for like probably the best part. These are like, like armored, armored frogs with weapons. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. They, they do battle in the sewers. There was like a show. <laughs> it all spun from the game though. Um, and yeah, it's very big nostalgic moment for me. It's in full color now. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm super amped for that. Okay. Outside of that, Microsoft also only people to actually launch some hardware. Yeah. The new um, Elite controller, the Xbox Elite controller. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you fall. I'm a DualShock guy myself. No, no, I'm, I've been an Xbox because I've always found the Xbox multimedia integration was always better. PlayStation was always the true gamers platform. Xbox was people who want other things from their console than just gaming. Yeah, and then somehow the Xbox, Microsoft 
Because I actually think it's because Microsoft designed such good mouse, mouse oh, yes, and peripherals that they poured all of that R and D into their controller thing, and yeah. then just all the marketing budget as well, and made people believe yeah. that the Xbox controller is actually better. Than I mean, the when you hold controller. the thing in hand, it really does feel like something ergonomic in a way. The PlayStation doesn't, although I have no doubt that Sony also poured a gazillion dollars into theirs. Yes, but okay. I mean, it's a personal choice in I the end. There is no better console. Let's be clear. It's I forget, a personal. I forget thing. what the, the new Xbox console is called. Scarlet, I think. Yes, yes. Scarlet. Code name. Code name. Code name Scarlet. Scarlet. They did. They did put out some some teasing about that. Mm. That's coming next year. And then PS5 also was teased for next year. Right. So next year is the year you buy a new console, not this year. Okay. Although they've been you know sending out little interim ones in between, I feel sorry for anyone who bought a six thousand rand console and you have another oh, one the coming one up the following X year. And the one Pro. And yeah. The I mean, PS the One Pro X was a full generation change. That it just it barely rippled in South Africa. I think the price was too high, yeah. and the installed uh, user base of Xbox users in South Africa is too small. And everybody. Bought the One S. Yes, that which was like which was bloody that. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> which was bloody good. So the One X went almost nowhere in South Africa. They wouldn't even send us a review unit. That's how much they were not yeah. marketing it. AMD mm. also put out some new graphics or new gaming-specific processor, Ryzen mm. processor, <coughs> um, that they are claiming is a million times quicker than the Intel right. for like half the price. Which yeah, is as AMD does. Yes, true. <laughs> but but I mean, let's let's not. Let's not overlook the fact that AMD really does channel, uh, channel, does challenge Intel directly for yes. speed and performance, and now beats them on on power consumption and so on. It's very impressive, and AMD has largely survived by providing all the chips for all the consoles yes. so far. So they provide all the chips in the Xbox and the PlayStation, even though you know Intel might own the server market and might own the laptop and market. Apple, AMD is surviving on these other Apple things. And Apple only uses Radeon graphics Yeah, that's cards. AMD, yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, so th that's actually very interesting because the Max-Q, is it the Max-Q the Max graphics card from AMD? Mm, they sure. have a thing called Infinity Fabric. Mm. So with these um, double-sized PCIe ports mm. where you get like one PCI, normal PCI support mm. and then plus another one yeah, that gives split, you power. Yeah. Mm. You can actually put two of them together and be, with this infinity fabric they act as one. Oh, so it virtualizes them. Yeah, yes, which is yes. absolutely incredible. With the, the Mac Pro announcement last week, I've been doing a lot of research into like these, these double size mm. PCIe ports. Okay, I, so what, virtualize I, I two slots together yeah, into one. I forget one. there's a there's an M code for the new PCIe. I forget. I forget Not M2. M2 is what we have now, I think. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. M2 is the M, N, what's for it, NVMe. Yeah. 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 Mm. Which lets us segue quickly into I'll take a lot of tech treasure which right. is laptops and I'm gonna jump the gun on you Gavin uh. because I've got you I've got you you thought you had me you thought you found the best <laughs> one but I, I got you I had to turn so we are looking at thin and light laptops yes. highly portable um, that you can actually get like high-end work done on so like proper 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 let's, let's just discuss what ultra portables are first so here you're paying what I always think of as more for less so you're paying top dollar for this laptop. It's extremely tiny, it's extremely thin, and it, in some respects has low specs. It'll have a smaller hard drive and so on. But you're paying the premium for ultra portability. So it's gotta be extremely light, extremely thin, fit into all manner of bags, have great battery life. All these things because you're a frequent flyer, you're traveling a lot, it's an executive class product. You still need power, but it has to be in an extremely small fa form factor. That normally pushes the engineering on the product to the limit, you know. 
uh, the laptop doesn't have enough room for cooling, so it has to use this chip, not that chip. How are we going to get this incredibly tiny hard drive into this incredibly tiny body? What materials are we going to use? That pushes those laptop engineers to the limit in a good way to produce an ultrabook. So they're normally regarded as kind of an engineering achievement, and you're paying top dollar for that. Um, in exchange, you're giving up things like screen size. Very few of them have screen size bigger than 14 inches. Uh, so you have to get used to that as a part of the ultra portability deal. And of course, because your screen consumes most of your battery power, you're obviously saving power by having a smaller screen, for example. Many of the processes are fanless because there isn't enough room to mount the fan and then you're saving power as well because you're not losing all that power to heat and so on. There's special uh, processes designed to run cool. You're getting fast, uh, SSD hard drives, again, no mechanical parts, so those also use up less batteries. So for all these reasons, ultrabooks are regarded as the traveler's choice, the executive choice, and so on. So what you got, Lindsay? I have the MSI PS42. Mm. Now, MSI, very highly regarded in gaming circles, also produces great laptops in other spheres. They've just done a very poor job of marketing them, even though they're really good products. They're almost hard to find, you know, if you don't know what you're looking for. Gamers, of course, very up with the MSI brand. The rest of, you know, the rest of the computing fraternity, not so much. So what's so great about this one? Yes, so this is the one without the optional graphics card, but it has two USB Type-C, mm. also known as Thunderbolt V ports. Mm. Um, and that you can plug into an external graphics card yes, enclosure yes. it's like a dock a, thing yeah mm. yes um so this is a 14 inch screen it has it weighs a mere 1.19 kilograms oh, geez. okay <laughs> that's like a little bit heavier than your phone basically and you're rocking intel eighth generation u processors a proper, proper yeah so that's proper, the fanless one so core i5 very strong no, but it's, it's a U one. The, the U, no, the Y is fanless. No, the, the, both the Y and the U are fanless. No, the M is fanless and the Y is fanless and the U has a fan. Okay, U has a fan, sorry. Right. Um, 16 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM. Only one slot though, so that limits you in terms of like upgrading. Yeah. It has 256 gigabytes of uh, NVMe SSD. SSD right. So, and it has... Gavin, and no. this is going to blow your socks off. It has an RGP, RGB zone keyboard done by steel series <laughs> so this <laughs> it's going over a treat in the boardroom <laughs> if, yeah. if you ever wanted a colorful light show okay. in the boardroom this is so, freaking laptop i mean no, no, that's a very impressive spec that weight is very impressive um everything about that laptop is impressive i like that you can still use the external dock if you want to do the gaming and then you've got your rgb yeah um because <laughs> of course you have to have the rgb or else you won't get queasy and I'm nauseous a, i'm currently using a gaming mouse uh -huh. every day and it brings oh. me so much joy when it catches power I, i've never actually set it to like a similar thing so it just like pulses an entire rainbow of things <laughs> <laughs> how joyless our lives are. We can look at the mouse for a few minutes and it's like going to a carnival. <laughs> it's like when you under the weight of like a thousand pressure releases and you yeah, just yeah, look yeah. at this thing and you're like, there's sunshine oh, in the world somewhere. Pulsing, pulsing, <laughs> oh, yellow, orange. Right, and yeah, okay, cool. The most important thing, MSIP is 42 right now on Take A Lot, is 21,500 Rand. That's uh, actually a really good price. That's actually, that is a great buy you've got there, I can't deny. Yes. Okay. Um, Let's quickly discuss the Dell XPS 13, Oof. which we, we kind of regard as... The gold standard. Yeah, probably the gold standard. I would like it to have been a Lenovo, Lenovo um, ThinkPad, Think but 
for various reasons I can't name the ThinkPad. We won't go into them now. And the 45,000 rand price tag. <laughs> well, you for know. the X1 Carbon. You executive. X1 Yoga, sorry. X1 let Yoga the company pick up the tab, guys. <laughs> okay, but the Dell XPS uh, series has carved out a niche for itself. There are some people who won't use anything else. It's Dell's top ultrabook, and you can buy it in a gazillion different configurations. Best keyboards in the game. Best keyboards, fantastic screens, fantastic screens, and really, really well built, which is the key. You want to be able to give it a knock. You're unpacking it every time you go through the darn uh, checking counter, yes. and so on. It has to be able to handle. Dell XPS, certainly our gold standard. We yes. measure everything else by. But just okay. the, 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 the newer ones, um, they had a problem with their... their yeah, camera placement mm. so because they went like edge to edge with their screen yes you run out of the, room for the, the camera, camera yeah. move below the screen right which then kind of looks funny like angle yes yes okay <laughs> uh, but outside of that yeah yeah you know you mustn't underestimate video conferencing I, I i believe it's turning into a bigger bigger part of business uh, in the first place because travel is becoming a pain and uh, people just got used to the idea of video conferencing as a part of business in the same way as instant messaging became a part of business. So don't overlook a good video conferencing camera. Yes, so there that also excludes the, the Huawei MateBook X because that has a little camera that pops, pops out up, of yeah. one of the keyboard keys yes. and also gives you like a very unflattering... Right. We, we recently reviewed the thinnest laptop in the world, which everyone's constantly laying claim to that crown, but the, per the company who consistently lays claim to that crown is Acer. They have an ultralight called the Swift 7, and the latest Swift 7 also has the camera on the keyboard. You press one of the keys on the yeah. keyboard and it pops up and serves as a video camera. So this is the thinnest laptop in the world. Its panels are not aluminium as most are. It's actually magnesium, which is stronger and yeah. lighter than aluminium. And it has the fanless process. It has all the usual stuff. And the best part about it is when you hold it in hand, it doesn't flex. Like so many of these yeah. thin laptops have got so little infrastructure inside that you actually feel like you're bending it every time you hold it. This really felt nice and rigid. Um, it was below one kilogram. I think it's 900 and something grams, which is wildly impressive. But it also comes at a wildly impressive price. And the base model is but about 26,000. One of your picks here. Right. Just mentioning the Asus Swift 7 as a way to introduce the Asus Swift 3. <laughs> so this is... Uh, <laughs> are, I'm only laughing because the step down in quality yeah, and no, no, sure. refinement is insane. No, no, no. But if you want something that passes for an Ultrabook, but only costs 13,000 Rand, you can get the Asus Swift 3. Now, I don't know why you're knocking. You're such a snob. Okay, Acer has the Swift 3, the Swift 5, and the Swift 7. The Swift 7 we've discussed, it's at the top of the pile. The Swift 3 is what I'm recommending. It's an i5, 14-inch screen. Um, it's got 8 gig RAM standard, but can take up to 20 gig. One of the disadvantages of not just Acer laptops, but others, is that the RAM often is hard to upgrade because they solder it onto the board. This can be a bit annoying. Yes. So you want to get your laptop with... The, the right amount of RAM to start with. This comes with 8 gig standard. Remember, we're only talking 13,000 Rand here. This is the price for a normal laptop, and now you're getting an Ultrabook for this price. 14 inch screen, i5 processor, 8 gig RAM, 256 gig um, SSD, and two regular USBs and a USB Type C. And 
what was important about this? And I'm trying to remember the weight. The weight. The weight is a mere. Oh, I've lost it. 1.6 kilograms. So that beats you. No, it doesn't no, beat it you. Doesn't. No, it doesn't beat I you. I was under 1.2. Yes, I know, but I'm half your price. Half <laughs> your price. 13,000 okay. rand for a 1.6 kilogram so ultrabook. I'm, Very hard to beat. I'm going a little bit fat. On Ooh. This one. Oof. But it's worth it. You'll find out why. Mm. Uh, so this one weighs in at. <laughs> this is what the marketing brochure says. <laughs> 2.2 kilograms light. <laughs> <laughs> Good to use as a weapon. Yeah. Um, well, 2.2 kilograms isn't that heavy, Kevin. Uh, no, it's not. Well, no, a, but I mean, I remember when, when laptops were over 3 kilograms. It's Jeez, a 15.6 inch Full HD screen that runs at 144 hertz mm -hmm. with built-in G-Sync. Mm -hmm. So it works with Ooh, NVIDIA cards. Good. So you this already know... It's a, if it's got a G-Sync monitor, yeah. it has a yeah. NVIDIA card inside. Card. So it has a GeForce GTX 1050 Ti, 4GB GDDDR5. Storage is 1TB, 7200RPM hard drive, hard drive mm. plus a 256GB uh, SSD. SSD. Damn. Yep, M2, PCIe, NVMe. So okay. that's like those little ones. Yeah, it's the fastest available yeah. right now. <sighs> what more can I say? 16 gigs of RAM. Okay, no, this, is, this is top spec though. I mean, so. A full power Intel Core i7 8750H. So this is the 4.1 gigahertz. Yeah, this is a serious a, processor. It's like heavy lifting. Um, two USB 3.1 ports. A, it's got full connectivity. So it's got. Of course. Yeah. Wireless AC. It's got Bluetooth 4.1. It's got one Type-C jack, um, and yeah, one Type-C, one standard USB, and it is the Lenovo Legion Y730. Legion makes me think it's obviously it's one it's of its gaming, gaming brands. It's, yeah. it's definitely yeah, it's a, the gaming brand. So what, what, sorry, what, I interrupted you. Say the name one more time. The Lenovo Legion Y730. Y730, yeah, okay. So what Lenovo did last year with the... I was actually at the launch of this, mm -hmm. the global launch in Barcelona. Um, they they've turned it into like these things that you can use for hardcore gaming mm. and it carry it into the office and carry it into mm. the office. So it has a little mm. bit of like so it has RGB yeah, keyboard thing a, that you can more set conservative design, and, and yeah. it has a little glow in the in the vent right. if, you, if okay. you want it. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> it cool. can go there, but it can also hang. So it's, it's pretty yeah, light. It's I mean, pretty. It's pretty. It's, it's the right portable. product for our market. I mean, how many people can actually afford two completely yeah. different laptops? Not to mention how irritating it is to have your your information constantly split up. So if you can have a gaming laptop, you can justify paying the price because you're using it for work. Yeah. Which is often a good solution. So your price there, sorry. Twenty five thousand mm. five hundred grand. That's really not so bad. Yeah, it's, it's really usually so 27,000. Yeah, so it's two grand down okay. right now and take a lot. I would suggest that if you're going to combine your work and your gaming, then 25 is really not bad. The, you're always going to compromise on the weight, unfortunately. Yeah. And it means you're going to carry your 2.2 kilogram laptop in and out of the office with you. But, you know, it might be worth it. Yeah. Not bad. Hardly an Ultrabook. <laughs> Hardly. Hardly. Yeah. Hardly. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, that's me. That's me. I don't know if you have a second option. Um... No, do tell your friends to subscribe to our podcast. Yes. We love doing our podcast and we think we're offering good value. You can mail us at overclocked at gmail.com. That's it's the full word. Overclocked. Yes, that's with all the vowels. O-V-E-R-C-L-O-C-K-E-D. Overclocked at gmail.com. Tell us you like the show. Tell us what you'd like to hear about. We're really keen to hear from you. 
All right. Yeah, cool. Um, I am <coughs> Sharpshooters, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S, across all of the internet, except when I'm That Opinion Guy. It's thatopinionguy.co.za is my website. And on YouTube, I'm That Opinion Guy. Uh, this is the overclocked underscore Z-A, so O-V-R-C-L-K-D underscore Z-A podcast. And uh, that's me for the weeks. I, I have a comment. Um... We have two big gaming expos coming up later in the year. That is Comic-Con Africa is towards the end of September and the Rage Expo is right at the end of September. They run within a week of each other. Tech Magazine will be at both of these. Do swing by and say hello. We'd love to take a picture, hear from you, shake your hand, give you some free gear, something like that. (laughs) So do visit Tech Magazine at these two expos starting at the end of September. Over and out. Sweet.